0: Welcome to episode 63 of the Rex Chapman Show with my super dope homeboy from the Lex town, Josh Hopkins. What up, Josh? What up, Rex Everett Chapman? How are you, buddy? Brooklyn. Brooklyn's in the house. Brooklyn's good. All good there. How's uh, Austin? Awesome?
1: Great. Great. It's 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 beautiful here.
0: Yeah? It's beautiful. Yeah. It what looks, up are It, we? it looks pretty. The 63. 63. You yeah. know these famous 63s? Uh, uh, YA Tittle. Wow, very well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I know mm-hmm. one, I know mm-hmm. one, uh, former great player in the NFL, and then ended up being the NFL PA president, Gene Upshaw.
1: Yeah, great call. He, he yeah, did his everybody. whole biography uh, too. That's, that's right, that's uh-huh. wonderful. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, well, well, I, of course, if
1: I had I, to remember, I'd go Dr. J Rex Chapman.
0: Yeah, I I'd go to, do- like, I would go Dr a chris harris all right okay uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. i pulled that I guess, one right? yeah Former that was, that was a uh-huh. great call uh-huh. that was thank you uh well what uh of course we always like to inform our uh, yeah listeners oh, right about uh, what's going on and interesting things we may have read yeah so uh, let's uh, talk to uh, our book club rex You uh what'd you read this this week
0: Josh, I didn't read anything, not a thing. what? nope, nothing i I, plan- I was I was planning on it being a big reading reading week. Um, and out of nowhere, it just turned into a big, big, big week of TV. Oh God, you know, I got yeah. a similar story. You really? Uh, but
1: yeah, that's what happened to me two weeks ago, but this week, it happened again. So huh. I didn't really oh. big move, big TV stuff too. Yeah. So okay. That's my book right. club. Yeah. Okay. Uh how about this? Uh we we fell back the the clocks. Screwing me up a little bit, huh? What it are you was talking hard, about? Or, the or clocks.
0: Early? You fall back with the clocks. The fall
1: oh, back, whole, spring uh, forward, daylight savings, daylight time. savings time. All right, I so think it delineates it's, the worst part of the year from the best part of the year. As soon as you fall back, it gets dark at five. It starts getting cold. Everything sucks, and then school's the worst, and jobs worse, and everything depressed. And then as soon as it springs forward, starts getting better out. You're feeling better about yourself. This is the tough time. We gotta, we gotta stick together during these tough times. Also, this is the last time I think. After this, it's never gonna fall back again.
0: Are the computers gonna work? Ooh, yeah. Uh, spring back to a K. Well, I no, I'm confused a little bit on the whole. I, I like how you try to fit it all into a little spring back fall. You can. You can spring forward, right? You can you can fall you forward. You, you can, can fall forward. You can. So I don't get it. It's a bullshit saying. It is a bullshit saying, spring back, fall, spring, whatever it is. See, yeah, you bullshit. can even do it. I, I, it. Yeah, because it makes so little sense.
1: Okay. How about
0: I think we do away with it this year. This is the last one.
1: Awesome. Well, it's good because my my suggestions is going to be next year's like fall, change your clocks back one hour at midnight or at two in the morning, and you can get more drinks one more hour out before the bar closes. And then spring, change your clock again. And but it gets lighter out, and then stuff's fun.
0: Is or that cracks me up? Is there's a, no, that's not it. No, catchy. That's, that's, that's catchy. That's, that's not catchy at all. But what what's funny to me is there are like where I grew up in Kentucky um, is central time, where you grew up in Kentucky is eastern time. That's right. so, and, and in Kentucky, what do we call that? Down in our neck of the woods, we call it slow and fast time. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm in on slow time. time well what time are they on well no they're on fast time
1: <laughs> right they're on slow time because <laughs> it went right through your town practically <laughs>
0: that's tough <laughs> yeah oh so crazy uh well bud we've got a terrific guest yeah week. we do i'm excited sharpshooter from way back uh younger than we are of course everyone's younger than we are but uh no we have a terrific guest you want to get to him we have college basketball analyst for sec network sirius xm espnu and sec radio former two-time all sec all-time three-point scorer, and hall of famer for the arkansas razorbacks welcome patrick henry bradley welcome (laughs)
2: Pat. thank you rex thank you josh it is uh It's extra special. You know, Big Blue Nation is in the house. So anytime I get to represent the uh, Razorback Red against the forces of uh, Big Blue Nation,
0: it's a good day. It's everybody's Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, we know this. (laughs) Well, Rex, the thing is, we used to play Kentucky on Super Bowl Sunday. So it was, I was there, my freshman year was 95, 96. And Arkansas got into the SEC in 92. I think it was the 92, 93. I think it was 92. So CBS did the contract with Kentucky and Arkansas to play. Um, it ended up being like right before the Super Bowl. Every every year. It was like three, four, five. I say every year, but it was like four or five years. Um, so it was literally wow. like the Super Bowl. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> that, that was
1: your It was Kentucky Super Bowl too. It's it was the Super Bowl. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, I'm I'm sure a lot of Kentucky fans were irked because uh, Arkansas came into the league and it happened to be, um, you know, but the greatest five year run the Hogs have had. You know, since the last two years going back to back. So, um, you know, I'm I'm sure Kentucky fans got their eyes opened a little bit when, when the Hogs got into the SEC.
0: Josh yeah. and I were just, we were just talking about that before you came on. Uh, cause I, I, you know, I, when I was growing up, Arkansas, I think was in the SWAC. maybe As, Yeah. Southwest conference, which yeah, it
2: doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. South.
0: yeah. And, uh, so right. But shortly after I left, uh, Arkansas joins the SEC and dominated, you know, uh, uh, Nolan's team, just coming in there, 40, 40 minutes of hell. Fun basketball to watch. I see you back there. Let me see that. Love the Coach guy. Coach
2: Richardson bobblehead.
0: Love the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big fan. Uh, all right, well, let's talk Let's talk about you a little bit, Pat. Uh, growing up, for, uh, for someone whose middle name is Everett, uh, oh. what, was it, what was it like growing up in Everett, Mass?
2: Well, e- Everett's a, um, it's a – it's about – Oh, I think I grew up about four miles from the Boston Garden, right? So it's, it's right north. I mean, it's, you know, from the city limits, it might be a mile north of uh, Boston. So it was fortunately a huge sports town. And, you know, we, you, when you go from Boston into Everett, the sign says we are the gateway city because we were one of the first cities that were was right there next to Boston. So, you know, we had a lot of it's, it's changing. I mean, it's true. It's truly a melting pot, Um, but it's, it's a, it's a city that's always changing and sports was number one. That kind of brought the community together. So growing up, um, you know, it was baseball, football, basketball. And fortunately for me growing up in the eighties, the Celtics, Bird. Yeah. I mean, it was just that's you know who everybody wanted to be. So you've got they, him you got him
0: back there on your shelf, right? You got Larry then, back the, there? The old starting lineup. Larry. Yeah, see I want to ask you about that's that. Cool. Oh, you, know, like this is,
2: Brad, you know what I this mean, is? The
0: is the is old that old from the old garden? Part of it. A brick.
2: My buddy. Really? My buddy who I played uh at Arkansas with Guy Whitney who actually had one of the greatest dunks in SEC history. He stole that when they Is would not right? have the guy. He stole one of the bricks for me.
0: That's great. I love it. And,
2: uh, he gave it to me. So no, but yeah,
0: I want to ask about Larry uh, just real quick. You know, Josh and I are from Kentucky. He's from Lexington. I'm from Owensboro. But, you know, Larry was a big deal. He was a, a few years older, I guess seven or eight, nine years older. But I, I played against him. I didn't like Larry. Like, I didn't, growing up, he played at Indiana State, fine. He went to the Celtics. I thought, this guy's overrated. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't play defense. He can't jump, all that stuff. All the way through college, I didn't like Larry Bird. I get to the NBA and step out on the floor with him the first time. I thought he was only like 6'6", 6'7". No, 6'10", big as a doorway, (laughs) big as a doorway, talking shit. And loved him ever since. But I want to know what was it about him, Pat? You know, you're a kid from Massachusetts. Yeah. This is a kid, the Hick from French Lit. What was it about Larry that the Boston people and the people of that region loved and loved? I, and
2: and I think it was so. You know, we all consider ourselves blue collar. You know those. All, all, all those terms in um, the Celtics have always been great. Bill Russell's teams, obviously, the the best. You know, Bill Russell uh, should be included in everybody's top five plays of all time. But they had a dip. The Celtics had a few years where they weren't what they were when Bill Russell was there, and if Red Auerbach was still there. So I think the combination of a guy that was so different than everybody else and i felt that when i went to school from boston to favor Arkansas, i felt how they <laughs> kind of like i was so different from everybody and i think that's kind of what it was with, with larry bird it was like he's talking different the big curly hair or at the time and and then they and then you combine that with um they start winning yeah on an elite level and uh you know I, you know most of us don't have the athleticism right even <laughs> you know, like you know right. no, uh no, no. so you know you identify with a player uh you know maybe who doesn't have the athleticism so for me personally i you know throughout my playing career i had i noticed some of the little anticipation um and and so uh, you know, part of it was like, wow, all they do is talk about this guy has no foot speed, can't jump, can't do this, can't do that, can't do that. But he's winning NBA championships and MVPs with the Celtics. Yeah. So you almost say to yourself like, wow, OK, what is he doing to be able to to reach that level in success? So I think
0: um, the relatable, it, he think, more, more relatable, like Stephen Curry right now, you know, everybody, it, yeah. not everybody can jump and don't, everybody can shoot it. They think. Right. Right. It, the, he, the relatability, though, it's perfect. It,
2: it's, and I think that's important for a lot of young players to like I said, it, it influenced my life mm-hmm. because, um, you know, you, you kind of I think sports figures are so important. Because you know they give you that sense that you know you can come from where they came from, and and, and actually reach your dream. Now you're right. I think Larry at six foot ten, that's something that you know, or even six eleven. I mean, dude yeah. was dude was mm-hmm. massive. But yeah. um, you know those things are. I, it's very important for young people to, um, e- even both you guys, you and Josh, for where you guys came from for young people to look at it and say, I, okay, they came from where I came from. I can get there too. So Larry being from a small town, I consider Everett a small town. So that was the relatability part, like you said.
1: So, so speaking of fish out of water, how the hell did Nolan get you down (laughs) to Arkansas? How did that happen? And then what kind of, What was that, in the 90s, the early 90s, to go from Massachusetts to Fayetteville? That had to be quite a culture shock. Tell us about it.
2: It it was wild. It was – so I was playing in the AU tournament. It was the national AU tournament. And we play – so all the coaches are there at the main court. And if you keep winning, you keep at the main court. Right. So – we as a team, we had a really good team. Uh, just about everybody went to Division One, but we, you know, didn't have any super high recruits. So Coach Richardson is there, as Coach K was there. A lot of them. Matter of fact, he was recruiting Ron Mercer when Ron was playing for the Tennessee Travelers. Mm-hmm. So we keep playing, and our team keeps winning. And fortunately for me at the time. The, we had nine scholarships. My freshman year, we had like nine new guys. So he could take a chance on a slow white kid from Everett <laughs> because we had uh, Derek Hood, McDonald's All-American in the class. We had two, um, you know, top five junior college guys. Wow. So really the truth of it was our team kept winning. Nothing flashy. And coach said, he looked at it, he was like, I just like the kid's anticipation, um, understanding how to win games. And, you know, I think he'll tell the story where I I made like 10 threes in a game, which I don't remember that happening, but uh, that probably had a lot to do with it.
0: Who else were you being recruited by, Pat? Because at the time, you know, for people listening, I mean, you said it, you know, Coach K was there. I'm sure Rick Pitino was in the gym and, you know, yep. in these types of gyms back then, Nolan was a big damn deal. They were coming off, you know, really good seasons. Um, who else was recruiting you and you went there. Was there any trepidation that you could play for Nolan Richardson and and go there and and see the floor?
2: Oh, absolutely. Well, you talk about all the guys, if you, you, Run up the court, you see, Coach Richardson had these big cowboy boots he would wear, <laughs> and they had a big arm. I remember him like it was yesterday, it was a huge arm because they had just won the national championship. This was June of 94, or July 94. So, um, I when he called me in my hotel room, I was like, you know, matter of fact, the first time he called my house when I got back from the trip, you know, my father answered, he thought somebody was prank, you know, pranking us, he was like. This is not not Coach Richardson, but it's funny you said because. So me, my mother, my father, my sister, hopping a, a van. Uh, my father rented a caravan. They we drive from Everett to Fayetteville. Wow, so we're driving to the city, fellas. I'm not used to the smell of like cows and chickens. <laughs> we got stuck behind a chicken truck. I was I was like, there's no way." So we go to eat. I go, I told my parents, I said, uh, there's no way I'm staying here. I'm out of here. My father looked at me. He said, back home, they are saying you wouldn't last a week. And and I was, at, at that point, I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. So I got my paper out. I wrote down my goals. Didn't know what they were going to be my freshman year. Um, but I just battled through it and it was it was it was tough you know how it is when you yes because you're joining a family a team but you have to figure out how to what role you are in that team
0: and 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 you're going no matter what it's hard to it's hard to explain to people going from high school into a college weight room and where guys have already had two, three, four years of conditioning and weight training. Did you find that to be as tough as I did? I, well, I thought it was
2: a- absolutely it, it was because I mean there were they were still I mean, just the amount of weight this uh that, that they could lift. I mean it was Tim right. I can remember, you know, we had a point guard Kareem Reed from the Bronx. I mean, you know, he he's the kind of guy that walks by a weight room and his muscles just start activating. <laughs> I mean, he's doing like 25 pull-ups. I'm like, Gosh. I couldn't
0: even, I could do two. Maybe I could, I could push, I could do the bar. I could, if, <laughs> what, what whatever the bar was with no weights on it. I could do <laughs> the bar. No, no. It was funny because coach Richardson was very old school.
2: So he, he, he was more of uh get your, conditioning and your strength training on the court right so we would do you know we would throw the medicine ball we would you know do a lot of running with weight vests we had like i don't know 30 pound weight vests on our back just old school stuff like that so i didn't get embarrassed as much as i probably would have in the weight room (laughs) but i did on the court
0: um, when did you realize, Pat? When did you realize you were a special shooter? Like, uh, you're probably a lot like Josh and I. We went from baseball, basketball, football. I swam, you know. But at some point, I remember, like, uh, I would get in PE class and I excelled. When <laughs> right. when did you realize, man, I got, I have pretty good touch here?
2: You, um, you know, it was, and, and I think this is something that I tell like a lot of people, players now, it's about, like, how do you get more minutes? So how do you stay on the floor? How do you get on the floor, stay on the floor? For me, I noticed probably in the eighth grade, because normally my game was, you know, watching the guys in the NBA, you know, rebound, pass, shoot, dribble, do it all. But I noticed probably, you know, around the eighth grade, how, I I found something that if I could be the best at this, that's this could separate me, and and so it was kind of at that age that it clicked with me. Like, how do I? So I really focused on that, and I mean, you know how it is, man. We we would hide, yeah. The, the the custodian would leave the school, lock it up, cut the lights out. And I sneak out from out to the bleachers, <laughs> cut the lights back on, and just shoot. And it's um, so it was probably, probably like eighth, ninth grade. I figured that if I can just do this, and I like, I'm sure you guys have something like this because you guys are great at what you do, and and a lot of things. Like you have to have that ability to do something over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like, um. You know, I just love sitting there. I just love, I love the sound of the swish. I love the motion. I mean, everywhere I go, I'm yeah. carrying the rock with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, it's, um. so anytime I think you, you really have to love it. You, you really have to fall in love with the process.
0: The Rex Chapman Show is sponsored by Fliff. Fliff is a social sports book with a chance to win cash prizes. Fliff customers can purchase Fliff coins, and then as a bonus, Flip awards free Flip cash with their purchase. Flip is the only sports book that gives you free coins and cash daily. Sign up for Flip, the social sports book. What makes us different, you ask? Flip is a free to play sports book that awards real cash and prizes. Use the code BBNEWS for a 100% match bonus. No sports betting in your state? Try Flip. You know, you said that so beautifully and you picked that ball up. I, you know, I've been through some addiction and all, all kinds of messy stuff. Uh, anyway, after that, I was coming back and I started speaking some to groups. And at first somebody had a ball and I just grabbed the ball and uh, it made the speaking so much easier. Yeah. And I started traveling with the ball for a while because you are talking about some painful stuff, you know, but that ball you know, you've got it right there. It's just the when you spend when you spend that much time with something. And we just had uh, Mahmoud Abdul Chris Jackson on yeah. last week, and he was talking about much the same. He ha- he's got Tourette's, and his his uh, some of mm. his his uh, habits and rituals are you know maybe more extreme. But you said it right. You trade to be really good at something. You trade some sanity. You know, you you're in the gym an unhealthy amount. You're doing something obsessively, right?
2: But it's and it's therapeutic. Yeah, I, yeah. I I still today go like I have to go to the park or the gym, and I got to shoot. I just I it's just something that's, that's like great. in your brain. Yeah, it, it's it helps me. You know, it's you. it's sort of whatever it is. You know, my what up? It's, it's just your I mojo, gotta, I,
0: your mojo, yeah. man.
1: You know we've uh-huh. had some incredible shooters on this podcast. Yeah, I really can't have. even think of them all right now. But we've had James Steph, James
0: Jones, Stephen Curry, James wow. Jones, uh, JJ Reddick, JJ Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, uh, uh, Pat Bradley. Um, no, we've had some others too. Shaq. And, well, yeah. not sure. if sure a shooter.
1: Uh, but no, but, we've had some good ones. But they um, all have this very leaning towards OCD with it. J.J. was definitely like, I've got tendencies that are more than OCD tendencies. You know, I've been diagnosed. But all of them, especially Mahmoud, he, I mean, he's he credits in part his uh, Tourette's for his you know greatness because he, could, he couldn't leave without, you know, if he barely did it wrong, he had to do it 100 more times. Like it was not fun for him. It was hardly therapeutic. But all, all these great shooters could, including yourself, we've had those stories sneaking out, you know, and then turning the lights back on and just doing it over and over and over again.
2: So it's funny you say that, how part of it isn't therapeutic, you know, in a sense, like, so <laughs> I, I had heard a story. My high school coach had told me, George Girvin, the Iceman, finished every one of his workouts with the perfect swish, and he'd loop the net. We called it, oh. call it swoosh, swooshing the okay. net. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't leave. Oh. There was six hoops. so hard to do. so hard you. to do. I couldn't leave until all of them were swooshed. All of them? And, and all, so they would, you know, my coach would know when he came in, in the morning, if, if I was there shooting, because they, oh, but it, it was like <laughs> insane because you had to get it done. That's an uh, amazing. That and I'll amazing. give you a, a, a nice trick that my high school coach, uh, Coach DiBiase, used on me. He would meet, us at, meet, meet me at the gym, open it up, and say, uh, Patrick, I got to run out. I'll be back in 20 minutes. You better be shooting still when I come back here. He wouldn't come back for four hours. And so, but I, I didn't want to stop shooting it because it became walking in the gym. That's right. In- you
0: didn't want to be caught that way. Pat, talk, talk for a second about, I find it fascinating because shooters are funny in that, you know, uh, you can just get hot out of your mind, hot. And yeah. I, I want to know, you know, sort of what that feeling's like for you. And if you remember a game or two in college or whatnot, where, you know, it's just that, I guess it's, it's probably similar for everybody who can just go on a tear and kind of, but you have to be willing to, you know, gamble and be un- yeah. go unconscious like that. I, I, I can remember feeling like, Hey, I, draw up whatever you want to draw just if it touches my hand it'll go in don't worry about that you know because you're in that part of your brain talk to me about that and how it how it was for you getting that way
2: yeah and um and you're right about how you you know just just touching the ball right And, and you know how it is when everything's clicking and I feel like in another thing when I'm talking to younger players it's like you have to I've seen so many guys who are great shooters, great shooters. They touch it in the game and they don't even look at the rim. They just they just they just swing it. And I'm like, you have to have the other side of it. Mm. Like, I think it's probably not good to say, but I always thought a bad shot for me was a much better shot than mm. anyone else's. Yeah. <laughs> no. Bad shot for me is a much better than any one of your
0: shots. No, but, I- there's some truth to that when you're that, when you're a, one of those scorers on your team. That's definitely yeah.
1: True. There's a gift to that too, a psychological gift to that. For the you guys also, you've got to have this ability to go do something over and over again. But then also have the ability to you, you've you've missed five and just crank up the six. I was saying last, yeah. last I was like I never ha- if I shot a three and missed, I was just like I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry. That's my mind. It's on me. It's on me. And, like, I couldn't, I almost needed to come out and be like, I can't believe I should have passed. Like, it's a skill to be able to do that. It's a, it's a mindset.
2: What? How do you yeah. get that? You, Just putting you know, in the hours? It is. And, you know, it's funny, like, my older brother is, um, he's pretty tough. And so he's he's somebody that no matter what, he's always kind of drilled into my head. Like, you, you, you got to keep shooting. Keep shooting. You can make it. So when I did have teammates who, like you, you feel like you let them down when you miss a shot. I always had, like, in my head, I, I, I guess was driven in that I have to do something to help. I got to keep shooting. I got to make up for it. I got to help them. Um, and, and I had some pretty tough teammates. Where in terms of, you know, point guard, he throws yeah. it to you. He expects you to make that shot. He wants right. that assist. He wants That's that. Right. So, um, Josh, I hope I, ho- I kind of hope I answered it like in terms of the battle of I got to make up for it versus I let them down. It's it's you know what I mean. It's a kind of a strange. Of course, thing. of course. let me ask both think this yeah, because
1: you're both. You know, great basketball players and got in the zone. You know, we've all been in the zone. Mine was just at the Y. And I'm like, no one's <laughs> here to see it. Um, but like, what do you think? When do you know you, you've got it that day? Like, is it warm-ups? You're just like, damn, or is it the first shot? Uh once the, the game starts. Like, when do you know I, I I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it.
0: Uh, for me, I, I'm a i am want to hear what Pat has. For me, I I never knew. I I you know almost. It's almost like when you least expect it, when you're sick with the flu
2: or something <laughs> like
0: that. You know where you're you you're not even thinking about the game. You're just got some injury that's going on, and then you're out of your mind just because you're not thinking. What about you, Pat? Yeah, it's funny because there, there's been games I had
2: great warm up feel good. Um, and then, and then you just can't find your rhythm. I almost, you know, that's the thing that's, that's beautiful about sports is again, you know, I was a different kind of player where, you know, I almost had to try to trick the defense cause I wasn't going to overpower him. I wouldn't. Um, so there were games where I almost had to figure out within the defense, and that would help me have my better games because um, mm-hmm. there were some guys who, uh, some defenses that I played against that, I mean, I I just couldn't get a shot. I mean, I couldn't get a right. shot off. You yeah. know, I mean, you know how it is. I mean, it probably didn't happen often. Rex, to, no, I remember. You.
0: I remember as a freshman getting my ass kicked by bigger, <laughs> stronger guys. You know, just you, I couldn't get free. I they were holding right. and grabbing. And I. I'm not, I'm not strong enough, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> just try
2: not to turn the ball over. Yeah. You go in the locker room, you got to smell the scratches, scratches. The scratches. Oh, Josh, yeah. it was brutal, man. I had to like take two showers after that. Just
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, you talked about how Nolan got you there, but what was it like for you? Like uh, uh, just colloquialisms and cuisine in Arkansas and local, just, just, Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. I don't know if that was different. When I moved to New York, I was just just becoming a man, like 22. And I would say, uh, yes, ma'am, to someone. And they were like, fuck you, you smart ass son of a bitch. You know, I was like, what? I don't know. I couldn't get a sandwich, you know, at the deli because they'd be like, who's next? I'd be like, Hey, I'm next over here. <laughs> Fuck you, guy. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> right. Um, so there had to be those moments for you in Arkansas. Oh,
2: it was it, it was funny because I had to change the way I spoke because people couldn't understand me. You know, you're talking about oh, yeah, whatever it could be. Uh, getting oil yeah. in your car. You know, <laughs> it, to me, it's oil, oil. Yeah. all, all, oh, oh. <laughs> and that's funny. So I, I, you know, I, I had to figure out. So that's why, like, I can sympathize. I don't know if you guys, you know, Brian Kelly, the LSU football coach. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody gave him a hard time. He was and trying. He, he was Coincidentally, trying. he actually was grew, uh, grew up in Everett. He's wow. a, he's a Boston guy. I don't know him. I want to meet him, but I can sympathize because you have to figure out to speak differently. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I couldn't get a good calzone. I couldn't get a good <laughs> meatball down there. We, you know?
0: It's like the only place you're going to get a calzone is if you're in a mall and they got a Sbarro or whatever. Right. What is right. the place? Right. 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 right.
1: right. Sbarro. <laughs> yeah. Great call. Great call. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, but like, you know, even like the, the, I don't know, the fashion um, overall. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, you kids, is it You joking? You can't be wearing that in public.
0: Did you Uh, wear any overalls?
2: No, I (laughs) never did. I got a cowboy hat somewhere around here. Somebody did a cowboy (laughs) (laughs) hat. It was fun. I'll I'll be honest with you, though. I was so lucky to go through that. Like, both of you guys. Have had the experiences of being taking yourself out of your comfort zone and going into a completely different atmosphere environment. Man, I'm so I feel so fortunate that I got that at a young age. I really, really do. I mean, you you can't you know you have to go through these things. You can't tell somebody how to prepare. You just gotta go through it, and um, you know it was it was.
0: It was something else, man. I love those people in, in, in Arkansas, you know. You, you know, you said it, you said it so right. Josh and I talked about it, of course, a lot on this show, but, uh, you know, just the things you go through in sports, um, being in a locker room with people from every different background and socioeconomic background, race, religion. When you're going through things in a locker room, preseason conditioning, you're all throwing up together, you (laughs) you leave and you wipe your mouth off, you go shower and you go eat together and you learn about one another when you're going through all of that stuff together. And you don't realize it, what you're the education that you're getting, that's the good stuff. And you take that with you forever. Uh, I wouldn't you know, yeah, there's everything's not great about college athletics. I get it but there's a lot good about college athletics and i wouldn't trade it for you know much in the world
2: it it i, I mean i still you know the guys i saw a couple of them a couple of weeks ago i still keep up with all of them um and you know we do come from all different backgrounds yeah. but i think it's um you know that 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 is the beauty of it you know you it's it's funny i think um great coaches, all coaches understand that you have to do something with that team, make it difficult. You said preseason condition. Cause when you go through something difficult as a unit, it makes you even more together. And I remember coach Richardson, he, I don't know if he ever admitted to it, but he, I, I knew he did this cause he was a massive psychologist. He pissed us off as a team on purpose <laughs> so that as a team he could be our enemy and we would come together as one and he didn't mind he was like all right I need to get these guys on the same page you know what let me create I'm gonna create the enemy I'm gonna be <laughs> it was like, and amazing. then you know once he saw we were together he kind of let up on us a little bit and um but you're right man it's 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 funny how those different those challenges actually bring, brought us together, and you know, bring bring everyone together.
1: Did you did you always want to go into broadcasting afterwards? You
2: know, uh, n- naturally, I'm kind of I'm shy, right? <laughs> but when I was playing, I didn't, I mean, what else am I gonna do? I was thinking, like, when I was in college, like, what am I gonna do with my life? <laughs> and so, fortunately basketball provided the um you know road and and again i'm extremely fortunate you look at the late 90s or even like so i i can remember as early as you know when i when i really got into watching college basketball was the early 90s right maybe the late 80s early 90s right you had UNLV, those teams, Mm -hmm. Um, of course, the, you know, the game with Kentucky and Coach K and, um, and Rex and your teams. And so in the next, you know, 2025, look where we're at. So I'm so fortunate. So Josh, yes, I, in college, I did want to, and I'll say one thing quickly about that. We had a, we didn't have any media policy. So, in other words, after games, Coach Richardson basically opened the door of the locker room and every and all reporters went straight into the locker room and we had to sit. He made us sit there and answer every question, every question. Wow. Wow. And so I think that helped me. Yeah. Because after wins, after and he told us in the locker room, he said, listen, you guys want to talk to these guys when you win, you better talk to them when you lose. And some guys would get dressed quick and and run out. But after a while, I started liking it. I Um, said to myself, Josh, you know what I said? At some point in my life, nobody is going to care or or want to know what I have to say. I better take advantage of it now. So that is kind of ahead (laughs) of
0: your time. Ahead of your time, Pat. But you know, Pat, yeah. you make such a great point, and you know, it, even going back to holding that basketball, there you can you can see. Uh, I, I was sort of I was very introverted, and or especially around people, I you know, strangers and groups, and I knew people recognized me and stuff. But when I think back on the court. I I I appeared happy because I was happy. That was the c- most confident place I was. And I, and when I go watch players play, young players, I can think off the top of my head. I'll go watch Kentucky players because Josh and I are eating up like that. You know, dying to know if can these kids really play or not. And the first thing I look at is how are they able to compete out there and have fun? How do they appear in warmups? Are they talking with the managers? Are they buddies with the managers? All that stuff. Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, Tyrese Maxey, uh, Shea Alexander—all those guys—they fit that bill, and they're guys who just have fun. They have fun yeah. when they're on the court, and you—you you fit right into that mode. You took what you did seriously, but you felt at home when you were out there on that basketball floor, didn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it was, um, and it—a a lot of it was because, like. Watching the success of everybody, you know, you want, I feel like, I don't know what it is. I don't know how you guys feel. You probably feel the same way. You want the people you love to be happy. And it's crazy. Um, Like Rex, obviously we play basketball, Josh, I'm curious with you. Like when people see you, do you in a movie or a show and that you know they're proud of you. Is there how much of you like knows and understands that what you're doing is making them happy? And do you feel that at times you do you go the extra mile just because you know you're going to make them happy?
1: i hey, wow. Don't turn everything on me, Pat. I know. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I get that.
2: You know, there's
1: a uh, uh, so many times afterwards and now people come up and say, you know, I was dealing with this then and that show got me through that. And people and you're like, you know, on the day that they're talking about the show 10 years ago that I was on set, um, I didn't know this this moment would really impact anyone, you know, a stupid joke or something. But um I always took it serious seriously like yeah. that. You know, like yeah. like that it could possibly. But you guys get that instant reaction of the fans as soon as it happens. You make, you know, you make 15,000 people excited at once. What's that feel like to hit a dagger to win a game? It's
2: it. I don't know how you replace like Rex. I, I don't know if you've figured out how. <laughs> I Well,
0: to... I'll tell you, you go ahead and explain. And then I'll tell you real quick what I thought, what I think and how I dealt with it.
2: Yeah, because it is, it's, it's, Uh, It is. There's nothing like I mean, I I don't I still I mean, I guess I found out how to replace it. I don't know. Um, But it's to know and hear the sound of that crowd and know the emotion and passion. And then you feel like everybody is with you. It's just uh, it is, man. It's intoxicating.
0: And I'll take it. I'll take it a step. Uh, I, I, you said it perfectly, but I'll take it a step further in that, you know, you know what it's like in practice, Pat, you know, you're playing the red against the white and your coaches, you know, just scrimmaging, right? And this happens every day of the week and they're trying to stop you and you come off in practice and you bust one in somebody's face and you're thinking, fuck you, right? <laughs> and that's a feeling that's a feeling that, that you, you get, it's also a feeling that's addictive. And when you've been doing that since you're 10 years old in the playground with your brother, with whoever it is, when that stops, you're going to miss it. And guess what? I had no idea about that. Had no clue. And when it went away, I just, I think I just filled it with painkillers and Mm. I had no idea how to you Know, I had other stuff going on too, but right. people don't understand what a thrill you know, it's just a competitive thing that you either have or you don't have, right?
2: I, I wonder for you, for both of you guys, your motivation, um, to do what you did, you love what you do, but was there a motivation of impressing people? And because I can remember early you know maybe in high school you know you walk through the halls and everybody's like wow i mean there's a motivation in being great based on the reception you get from other people
0: sure yeah. like
2: i don't know if, how many people thought the way i doubt no i i
0: I think I that's just, true. This Give girl's you, talking
2: to me. I just had yes. 30 last night.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to get so, to the
2: gym. Let me get to the gym and keep working. All the working.
0: friend, all the benefits that go along with it. But no, I've you know, I I got to see you had an older brother who played and did all that. My dad played ball. He played in college. Played in the old ABA. I asked Josh all the time. I you know because he, you know, he left and went to become an actor. Nobody in his family did that. Nobody done that. That's to me. That's. That's brave to go yeah. off and try to do something you've not seen anyone in your whole world do before. Well, the vulnerability I, yes.
2: acting, to me is insane. Like, we were part of a team. Like, Josh, I can't even imagine putting it all out there. Same. In, in, and in a world in acting where it's like, you can be as good as anybody, but if that they don't like you, I don't even know how you would deal with that. <laughs> I think the other
0: part about that too, Pat, is that, you know, you've got to have a requisite amount of quickness or timing or athletic ability or what to play sports. Everybody thinks they can act. Everybody <laughs> thinks, well, oh, I could go in there and blah, 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 blah. Just read the lines. Yeah, but the thing that I've, I've read lines with Josh before, uh, you know, years ago, and I can't get through it because, I, A – I'm not a fucking actor, uh, but I can't get through it because I'm laughing the whole time or I'll laugh at how he's doing whatever he's going to do. And, you know, that they don't do that. Right. They, They are there on a team like they're in practice and they're being serious about this. That's the part that blows me away. That trust is. I, it's it's just it's a different thing than you and I can imagine it,
1: it's yeah. very that's all very nice and but i I do I do tell uh look let's face it I'm just really fucking good looking you know I, no i I I told you know a lot of friends and people say man that was so ballsy to just pick up and go and I'll be like it wasn't that ballsy because it's not like uh, uh, say you come to a, to a ravine and there's a rickety, rickety little, you know, bridge and <laughs> it's worn out and you got to cross that to get over to the other side. Well, if you do that, that, that's ballsy, but it's not as ballsy when the jungle behind you is on fire. And that's how I felt. I couldn't stay here. This was not there's okay. nothing for me here. So it wasn't balls. It was just like, I, I, I have to go. I have to cross this
2: thing and do it. Did you, did you have, um, so was, it was, was like acting or something else? Was it like, I, I'm going to be, you know, make a difference in this world somehow, some way, or was it always acting?
1: It was as from a young kid i said i want to be an actor or a pro football player i got to
0: play a pro football player so
1: that's all good
0: this podcast is brought to you by branded bills the best place online for premium headwear and apparel branded bills has hundreds of designs available including our popular state collection where you can show your pride with hats shirts hoodies and more for all 50 states, are you a company looking to brand your business? Branded Bills also offers custom apparel options that can meet your brand standards with fast turnaround and shipping to shop or learn more. Visit brandedbills.com today. Sports Josh's best friends. You know, Josh is a couple years younger than I am, but he, he you know, he grew up going baseball, basketball, football with his homeboys and his homeboys in middle school and high school they're still best friends they still talk every day group text and all that there's just nothing that can can replace that it doesn't matter whether it's the eighth grade softball team or you know a a pro football team that camaraderie and 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 it and it also you because teamwork is so vital especially in a team sport you learn some of the most valuable lessons on being a good, what a good teammate and bad teammate look like. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? I mean, most people want to do right. And yeah, but some guys just some people just can't help, but being bad teammates and you learn that really early on what's tolerable and what's not.
2: I'll be honest with you. I, I still think about those times when I wasn't as good of a teammate as I should have been, and we probably could have won more games. Same. And, and you know, just the unselfishness or yep. – um, in your you know, feelings things. for
0: whatever reason, right? Yeah.
2: Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, that's, a you know, the one thing that probably – you know, I know I, I, I always try to get out of my own head. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me.
0: Get
1: out of your own to, head. Yeah. I'll I, try I was to playing. Say
0: it over. Somebody reminded me the other day we were playing uh, Notre Dame. It was my sophomore year, I think. It, yeah. And we were playing a, a really good Notre Dame team coached by Digger Phelps. They had David Rivers. Mm-hmm. They had a good team. And uh, I played the first half of that game on strike, <laughs> on strike. Eddie, had, our coach, had said something in the media before the game, and I think I took like two shots in the first half. Somebody oh. pass it to me, I'd pass it back, pass it back. I played on strike, and I, I to this day, and then in the second half, you know, he, he jumped my ass at halftime, and I played played well. and But I just think about it now going, you fucking idiot. <laughs> You're Who's that, Coach on, Sutton? Coach Sutton, national televised game. You, you, what everybody would love to be doing right now, and you're just out here like an asshole. Right. He was you, still, you still think about those, that yeah, to this but, day. Like, yeah, I mean, we won the game and all that, but what if we hadn't? What if right. we hadn't? I played a half of a basketball game on the offensive end on, <laughs> on strike. strike. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Pat, both of you
1: guys talk about seeing the joy. And a uh, uh, player know he's going to be good because he loves it. That's the feeling I get when I see you on the SEC network talking about basketball now, and that's why you're so good at it. And I appreciate do it. you feel that joy? Do you love what you do? Is there a passion for it now?
2: I love it, man. And and I think like I I love meeting and talking to people. I particularly love like really getting to know. These players, because the older I get, the more I realize how you're, they're only in that position for a short amount of time mm-hmm. one year, two years, three years, four years, some guys at five or six years, but it's a small time. So I take it serious to um, want to make sure I highlight them, their families. Because I've seen in my own life how the basketball it impacted my entire family. Yeah, like, sure. the travel, the, everything that they put – you know, my mother's still got, like, pictures of us playing all over the house and things like that. So, I think for me, like, I love basketball. But I almost look at it as the people playing. Because it's fun. Yeah, breaking down the X's and O's. But honestly – there's a there's a fine line of being informative but entertaining and I, I i try to to mesh the two to be informative and entertaining because sometimes you know you you can over explain or get too technical so it, there's a there is a fine line I think in t v with with analyzing it where you've gotta be both um but i I honestly enjoy the talking about the success of these players. Cause I know the impact it has on their families.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, you all, you do a great job. I, you, I, I watch you. And I think the good Mark is when you're not nervous for the person that you're watching and listening to, and you just make it sound easy and effortless. And you said it Right. You know, these young men and women didn't just show up on campus. You know, you came from Everett, Mass. A lot went on in Everett, Mass before you ever stepped foot on a basketball floor at, at Fayetteville. And those are the stories you're trying to tell. Right. You know, you want to tell how those guys got here. Man, we could we could talk to you about this all day. You got to come back and do this, Josh. And I have a couple more questions, real quick.
1: No, I got I got a couple more. Oh, you do. I got to know. Here we got the SEC guy. I want to know a little bit about the season coming up here. Yes, Mm -hmm. sir. First of all, your 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 Razorbacks are going to be really good and different for Musselman than they've than they've been in the past because he's had like some transfers, and, you know, he put teams together, really good teams that way. Now he's got the best recruiting class in the country coming in. And Nick Smith Jr. Hurt, from everything.
2: hurts you to say that, that it's not good Yes, it
1: does. Yes, yes, yes it yes. does. Yes, it does. But next year, we're putting together quite a class. Um, <laughs> but you what, a what's it going to
2: be? Is a beast. Oh yeah!
1: Oh, we I love That's, our team. And I, I'll get to that. But what? What? How's Musselman gonna do? You know, coach teaching these young kids rather than having some experience around. And Nick Smith Jr., you've watched him enough. Is he? He's he's the yeah. real deal.
2: Yeah, uh, I'll I'll talk about Nick Smith Jr. quick. Six five. He has the wide shoulders, length. So he's got the build. He's got enough speed, enough athleticism. Um, But really, I think what, and and he's got a legitimate three point shot. But really, what separates him and the reason why he is talked about so much, he is always in attack mode. Something to go back to earlier, what we were talking about. You know, he's not catching and just moving the ball, he's catching and he's looking to attack you. So, I mean, he's probably going to lead the league or be up there in free throw attempts because he's always in attack mode. So he's got the body and the mind. And as 18-year-old, which I think he's 18, to to have that mentality is pretty impressive, um, especially yeah. on that yeah. level.
1: Um, well, Anthony Black and Jordan Walsh, right, of those two. I mean, those are two five-star kids too. I mean, this is this is a real impressive uh, roster. Wow. Yeah. Do you think, think they could win the
2: SEC? I they could um, in the challenge and nobody's better than Coach Musselman at taking first year guys, whether Mm -hmm. it be freshmen or transfers and putting them together. He's been doing it since the CBA. He set a record. I forget what year it was. He was like the general manager head coach in the CBA in like the early 90s.
0: I think he's got he's got a plan. He 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 knows, too. These guys. Yeah. Hungry. They're hungry. They're coming in here with something to prove. I've been watching him do this for decades
2: now. Well, Rex, Rex he set a record by amount of players that he cut and signed like in one week. There was like yeah. 50. Of them. So yeah. if anybody can put together different moving parts, it's him. Um, now you got to feed the monster. You created this monster back yeah. to back elite eights. You've got to feed it because that's what the now everyone's like final four. It's yeah. like, right. It doesn't happen. It doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. You know, I mean, it's um, the March Madness. We'll get into that another day. You know, it's a whole different animal that yeah. term, yeah. buddy. As you, I don't want to bring up old stuff, as you know, <laughs> new old stuff. Anything can happen. <laughs> yeah. In that yes,
1: yes, we do. We'll, we'll just talk about our cats for a little while. I mean, we've got impressive lineup too, don't we?
2: You know, uh, watching that exhibition game. Two guys, that are obviously, big Oscar, Shibwe didn't play. Right. Oscar, last year, was no doubt National Player of the Year, SC Player of the Year, because he was the most consistent player in college basketball. Every time you could depend on that dude to give you that double-double, he's going to protect the rim. And this year, um, I'm hoping, and I, I know he will, he's worked on his jump shot, so he's going to be able to make that 15, 17-foot shot. But the two guys that stood out to me, is CJ Frederick, the shooter, yeah. and Caden Wallace. The dude's six foot four, running the point. Six foot four. Like built like I, a built like an NBA player. Yeah. Yeah. And and Savir Wheeler and he um a great combination because Savir can get down on you 94 feet, affect the game defensively, slice through the I mean they give you two different mm-hmm. looks. Yeah. And then if CJ can he shot though lights out the other night. I mean, this dude you're talking about a like a career 45% three-point shooter. So you add those two pieces for Kentucky because you're always going to have length, athleticism, right. um, you know, Lance Ware, Damian Collins. Those guys
0: are going to give you. Toppin. The... Top top Jacob Toppin. I mean, it's a deep and old team for Cal, you know, and it, t- with Oscar. I keep going back. Somebody asked me today and I'm like, well, I mean, I don't see why he doesn't do the same thing he did last year is the same. I mean, he's going to rebound. You know, he's going to get 15 rebounds a game. He's going to get 15 points a game. Uh, That's what he does. He, if he were, if he were could shoot it, he wouldn't be playing in college right now. Right. 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 Yeah.
2: So, you know. And I think for him, CJ is going to help him as a shooter. Agreed. Agreed. Even Jacob Toppin, he's, for everything I can tell, he's shooting it better, and, and he seems like the kind of kid that knows what his weaknesses are. I'm going right. to improve on that. So, uh, I mean, it's it's, and let's let's face it. Last year, Kentucky's a Final Four national championship ta- type talent team. I mean, you know, St. Peter had the the greatest game in the history of their existence okay or oh, we're talking about kentucky you know going back yeah. to the final four and they're better this year okay as much yeah, as i love yeah. tai you
1: tai do partner, you think they're better
2: i do because
1: you think? i do too i do too I yeah. do too but i want to hear why smart people yeah better. yeah good point
2: good point <laughs> well not not to mention that you're getting sabier back um you know a year a, a year old doesn't always mean a year better but, I mean, I, I, Severe is going to have a better shooting year this year. Oscar is back. He's improved. Then you add in, you know, CJ was hurt last year. Mm-hmm. You imagine him last year playing. I mean, K, a, a Kellen Grady, I love. Another Boston guy. Um, so you lose some of those pieces with Ty Ty and Kellen. Um, but I think what you bring in, re, certainly – you know, we'll have to wait and see. The production Kellen had was, and Ty Ty obviously was off the charts. Um, but I think those guys can give you what they did, uh, and you add in what what your veterans were.
0: Great, you know, uh, so. Pat. Pat, what's your favorite movie?
1: The Perfect Storm. Great answer. Great answer. Great answer. Gloucester, they're always from Gloucester. Ah,
2: ah. <laughs> and, and then, sec, you know, second, maybe, uh, well, I don't know, Rocky, the Godfather, okay, okay.
0: Uh, you know, the departed, the departed, the,
2: the, fighter, uh, hey. the fighter, The other, Mickey Wood, Christian Bale does an unbelievable job in that movie, the fighter, right? He does. right?
0: he does.
1: All right, what about you, you front row center or any entertainer or, or athletic or speaker, or whatever, dead or alive, your front row center?
2: Uh, you know, I always wanted to go. I, so Stevie Wonder, Johnny Cash. Okay. I know okay. I can't see Johnny Cash anymore. I did see Stevie Wonder in concert. I was in front row center. I will say this. Probably the best sporting event I've ever been to was a uh, middleweight championship fight. It was uh, Jermaine Taylor and uh, Bernard Hopkins.
0: Fantastic. Oh, man. Yeah. Nothing
2: like a championship fight. I mean, nothing yeah. It's yeah. electric. I mean, because that, boom, it could be over like that. Yeah. So, so good. If no one had a chance to go to a championship fight, I would suggest do that. Well so,
1: so would you say maybe, what if you could see Muhammad Ali front row center? Would you? That- if, I, if
2: you give me that. <laughs> All right. that okay. Absolutely. Yeah, there we absolutely. go. There we oh, go.
1: Good answer, <laughs> Patrick, Patrick. That's Henry... right,
2: Louisville guy.
1: That's, yeah, that's right. right. That's
2: I, I right. forgot about that.
0: Yeah, Louisville. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, Pat. By the way, why yourself... is
2: that the right way? Is it Louisville?
0: It. it I. Some. Depending on where I am, I say Louisville. Uh, if no, I'm in no, home, Louisville. I say Louisville. 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 Yeah. Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like kind of like the oil and all thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Yeah. But if
1: you're in front of a a real, uh, if you're in Louisville and you're like, hey, I love Louisville, they're like, "Mm
0: -hmm." woo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can't eat here. Louisville. (laughs) Thanks, Pat. Come back and do this again. Okay. Love you guys. You guys. Look forward to
1: seeing you this year. Can't wait to 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 see you at halftime. I'll be there. Every one of them.
2: Oh, I love it. I'm gonna give you guys shout outs. Alright, please do. (laughs) <laughs> All right,
1: Thanks, great to Pat. talk to you, man. Thank I, you,
2: it, Pat Bradley, what a guy!
1: That was fun. That what Was a lot guy. of fun. Great energy with that. Love, guy. Huh? love the accent. Oh, perfect! That's I perfect love it. Accent. Every it now just... and then
0: he he'd slip in there and get a little deeper, so you can you no, know yeah. when he's when he's talking shit, it's it's mm-hmm. good Boston shit.
1: Yeah, right? yeah. It's always it's always fun to you know at the halftime of the sec network games to hear him speaking like what the hell yeah, sec network it's I he's great it. too he really is good yes he, he, really is. Is he good. gives him a little what
0: was the what was the coach at uh connecticut jim calhoun i can barely oh, yeah. understand anything jim could say but i yeah, love it yeah yeah anything he yeah. says he's got that thick thick massachusetts accent yeah
1: it's funny to hear him though also it's like it's this job but i mean he just runs down the Kentucky yeah. lineup like nothing that's not his favorite I mean he could Went do that with LSU he I could know. do that right I mean knowledgeable and can retain it I'd I'd have to have note cards every time
0: I know I have I to for our team I could have had him break down everybody we may have to have it back we need to have he and Jeff Goodman on at the same time yeah that'd be fun that'd be a lot of fun all right buddy do it again next week yes sir I'd love to all right that was Pat Bradley join us back here next week For the next episode of the Rex Chapman Show with my super dope homeboy from the Lex Town, Josh Hopkins, powered by basketballnews.com.